Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Epic showcases first PlayStation 5 gameplay footage and unveils Unreal Engine 5. Jeff Keighley, the man behind Summer Game Fest, tweeted recently, Wednesday is one of the more important moments this summer, which I was incredulous about. But honestly, now that I have seen what he was talking about, I don't think he is wrong. The big news was that we got to see PlayStation 5 gameplay. Sort of as part of this morning's Summer Game Fest stream, and it was running on Epic Games' new Unreal Engine 5, so the stream ended up being a double whammy of PlayStation 5 gameplay and the announcement of a new Unreal Engine. I say sort of regarding the PlayStation 5 gameplay because what was shown is not a game that is in development. It was a tech demo that folks at Epic created to showcase its new engine, but it was running on PlayStation 5, and it is something that can be played, but I wouldn't count on it ever being playable for the average consumer. In an interview after the stream, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney and others said they literally just recorded the footage off of PlayStation 5, which is pretty cool. The Unreal Engine 5 announcement is something more in the background of game development that is exciting to developers. Unreal is a very popular game development engine, and seeing it running offers a good representative look at what the future of games will probably look like, just because a lot of game developers will be using this tech in the future. The tech demo started with a young woman in a cave controlling a small blue flame, and then the demo paused so Epic could explain what we were looking at. Summarized, basically there are a lot of triangles, and the lighting has been improved a lot. The main thesis of the engine is that Epic doesn't want assets to be downgraded, to be imported into a video game engine. Sweeney said in the interview after the showcase that his hope is that in the future, the sort of assets that are being created for films, he wants those to be brought directly into Unreal Engine 5 and used without having to downgrade them. Epic also took some time to explain how the audio will be improved as the young woman explored and jumped around the environment. It's hard to hear how the audio will be improved on a live stream, but I think we can take their word for it. 
Some other specific details that were called out, the woman walked through some water and the ripples were very, very realistic. We saw bats flying around that looked great. She climbed some painted walls, gently put her hand on a wall as she walked by while Epic talked about animation improvements. Then she entered a dark room and pulled up the little blue flame that she had in the beginning of the demo and held it forward like a flashlight and little bugs scuttered around the environment in response to the light. And then she entered a room full of hundreds of highly detailed statues and the ceiling opened to allow the sun to stream into the previously darkened room. And then she collected a yellow flame similar to the blue one she had been using previously. It all looked great and was super impressive, but the best part was definitely saved for last as the woman left the cave and looked out over this massive environment and took a flying leap from the edge and then seemed to take flight soaring and leaping as the environment crashed down around her. It looked incredible visually, but the main thing for me was how potentially fun it looked to play. Unreal has released visual tech demo showcases like this in the past to promote new engines, and they always look good, but this is the first time I have seen one of those demos, and it really be something that I want to play. Makes me a little sad knowing it's not an in-development game, but who knows, maybe it could be someday, fingers crossed. It all ended with the Unreal Engine 5 reveal, as well as the announcement that the engine will be coming in 2021. In the interview following the showcase, Epic said a demo will be coming early 2021, and it also said that Fortnite will be transferred over to Unreal Engine 5 and will be coming to next-gen consoles, and then Epic shared a blog post answering some questions about what next-gen Fortnite means. It won't be a new Fortnite, Epic wrote, but it will be, quote, optimized to take advantage of the new hardware and features on next-gen consoles. And then the post follows up saying, while we can't share specifics at the moment, more powerful hardware will allow us to improve performance and visuals. At launch, the version of Fortnite we release on next-gen consoles will be built with Unreal Engine 4. We will migrate Fortnite to Unreal Engine 5 in mid-2021. Pending any unexpected changes, Epic also says in the post that your account and all of your affiliated purchases will carry over without issue. Overall, the stream this morning was exciting and truly does point towards the future of gaming. We won't know for many years if PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X games will actually look as good as the tech demo Epic created and showed this morning. That all rests on the shoulders of the people who make video games, but Unreal is a very popular game development engine, and many games in the next generation will take advantage of it and use, oh, so many triangles. They really would not shut up about triangles. It was honestly a more exciting and, as Keeley said it would be, important stream than I thought it would be in terms of the video game industry, which is very cool. It's really made it a good piccolo day so far. The Mafia trilogy of games are getting remastered or maybe even remade for modern consoles. On May 10th, the Mafia game Twitter account tweeted the word family. On May 11th, it tweeted the word power. On May 12th, it tweeted the word respect. And then today, it tweeted a 30-second teaser showing clips from the three Mafia games 
that ended with the words Mafia Trilogy, announcement coming May 19th, and then there were logos for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Steam, and the Epic Games Store. So it seems like the Mafia games are getting remastered or maybe remade for the current generation of consoles. I haven't touched the original Mafia. I played the first hour or so of Mafia 3, but I played and beat Mafia 2 and really enjoyed it. There's just something undeniably charming and interesting about an open-world period piece video game. And I think about the Mafia series when I think of games like Red Dead Redemption, L.A. Noir, and, and even Grand Theft Auto Vice City. There is just something about being able to explore and go anywhere in a different era that's really cool. A few screenshots from this trilogy, specifically from the original Mafia, surfaced online, and they look really good. Like, I doubt the game will actually look that good good. But it seems like they may have potentially remade the first game, which would be wild. It's definitely the kind of game that deserves a remake. It was well-liked, but technically problematic at release, and didn't get the appreciation it arguably deserved. Those are the kind of games that I would like to see more remakes of. The Mafia series is generally considered to be underrated and underplayed, so I am excited to see these games getting remastered or remade or whatever it is going to be. Whatever the case is, we will find out more on May 19th. Stop texting your friends every day, asking them for their current turnip prices. Island Tracker for iOS and Android is here to save the day as the ultimate turnip tracking app for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Enter your prices, get predictions, and share them with friends instantly. See their buy, AM, PM prices, and even their predictions for the week. Learn more about Island Tracker by going to islandtracker.app or search for Island Tracker on Google Play or the App Store and stop bothering your friend and start making millions of bells. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Ghost of Tsushima will get a showcase on Thursday. It has already been a pretty crazy week for video game live streams and reveals, but we've got at least one more tomorrow with a PlayStation State of Play stream that will be dedicated to Ghost of Tsushima, which I think might be my most anticipated game of 2020. It's kind of a toss-up between it and Last of Us Part Two, but I really think it's leaning Ghost as we get closer and closer to the release dates of both. The stream will be about 18 minutes long, and Sony has been careful to set expectations. On the blog post announcing the stream, it wrote, The episode will be focused entirely on Ghost of Tsushima, coming to PS4 July 17th. You'll get an extended look at new gameplay footage, including exploration, combat, and more. The current cut is clocking in around 18 minutes, give or take. And just to be clear, there won't be any PS5 news or updates in this episode. Just a big 
beautiful look at Sucker Punch's PS4 open world epic. I will, in theory, be finishing up the episode tomorrow by the time this live stream starts. So you can expect me to talk about Ghost of Tsushima on Friday. I'm looking forward to just seeing a whole bunch of gameplay. That's my favorite thing. Just show me gameplay. And speaking of streaming events, Ubisoft will be having one on July 12th. The conference will be called Ubisoft Forward, and it's safe to assume it's probably the kind of stuff Ubisoft was planning to show at E3 if there were going to be an E3 this year. In the press release for the event, Ubisoft wrote, Get ready for an E3-style showcase with exclusive game news, exciting reveals, and plenty more. All I want to see, personally, is gods and monsters. I am excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I am interested in Watch Dogs Legion, but what very little they have shown about gods and monsters and what I have heard about the game secondhand really makes it sound like my kind of jam, like a Breath of the Wild inspired game that takes place in ancient Greece. I am all about that. Here's what released today and some other fun odds and ends. Deep Rock Galactic, a game about mining deeper and deeper into a dangerous alien planet with friends, is leaving early access today and entering the dangerous world of 1.0. I haven't played it, but the general consensus I heard when it first released in early access was that the game was very cool and even pretty stable, but it was worth waiting for 1.0 just to see if the game could achieve its potential. Super Mega Baseball 3 is out today on Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and PC. I am not familiar with Super Mega Baseball, but the Switch version of Super Mega Baseball 2 has a pretty good Metacritic review score. So if you're looking for an arcade kind of baseball game, maybe give this one a look. The mobile game, Romancing Saga Reuniverse, which is spelled romancing, that's normal, then capital S, A, capital G, A, then R, E, semicolon, no space, the word universe, but the S is capitalized in universe. That game is now open for pre-registration. You can find links to go sign up for your preferred mobile device in the show notes. The game has been out in Japan since 2018, but it will be releasing globally sometime this year. Here's the game's description from the press release. Set 300 years after Romancing Saga 3, Romancing Saga Reuniverse features an original story with familiar returning characters for Saga franchise fans and newcomers alike to discover. I'm pretty sure it's a free-to-play game, and the more people that pre-register, the more Square Enix will give away. For example, if 50,000 people sign up, everyone will get in-game 100 jewels, but if 500,000 sign up, then everyone gets 1,000 jewels and 20 platinum summon tickets. I don't know what those things are, but tell your friends about the game so that you can get them if you want them. Fallout 76, complete with its new Wastelanders update that adds NPCs to the game and generally all kinds of worthwhile improvements to the game overall, is having a free weekend. Starting Thursday, May 14th and going through May 18th, you can play Fallout 76 free of charge. And you can see if it's something you want to invest in. That's it for gaming news today. I am jumping back and forth between Final Fantasy 13 and Dragon Quest 11. 
like an insane person. But I am enjoying both. Final Fantasy XIII is letting me off the leash a little, which is nice. I don't see tutorials every other combat scenario, which I appreciate. And I made it to a big castle in Dragon Quest XI. So, you know, progress. I have a few corrections today. The first one is actually kind of a big one, in my mind anyway. I talked recently about Tokyo Game Show and how it was going digital and how it was also typically a favorite of Hideo Kojima's as it was where he revealed PT for the first time. But that was incorrect. Sam Spearson at Samer Blammer on Twitter tweeted at me, hey, just a quick correction. PT was actually first revealed at Gamescom 2014, not TGS. And then they sent me an IGN article backing up the correction. Thankfully, they followed up saying, been enjoying the podcast, keep up the good work. So I think we're still cool, hopefully. But yeah, Sam was totally right. I got my TGS and my Gamescoms all mixed up. Another correction, this one comes from Kenneth Fegley at Lobotomies for Free on Twitter. And then later, also from at Mittenfaced Lad. Yesterday, I talked about the delay of Star Wars Episode One Racer from developer Asper. Kenneth tweeted the at Gaming Ride home Twitter account and said, have I been saying Asper wrong my whole life? I thought it was like Aspire. I had a suspicion that Kenneth was right and reached out to ask about the pronunciation of, spoiler alert, Aspire. And they got back to me and said, hi, Kyle, good question. It sounds like Inspire, but starts with an A. So Aspire. And then they sent me a link to this handy YouTube video that really, truly cleared things up. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast or if you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I hope you had a fantastic Piccolo Day, and I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.